Good morning, St. Andrews. Who said my name? <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you for having me this morning. If you don't know me, or maybe you know now, my name is Edgar Baer. I'm the youth director here at St. Andrews. And uh, I have the pleasure of speaking today, of sharing uh, from the scriptures, sharing of God's goodness. Uh, I want to start off talking about youth group, actually. So if you don't know, we are having summer camp July 5th through 9th. The last day to sign up is June 20th. So if your child or if you know someone who wants to go to summer camp, sign up. It is a great time for the youth to encounter God, to uh, build good Christian community, and also it's a great time for the parents to get a break because we know parents need a break, right? Amen to that. Okay, so today is Trinity Sunday, y'all. It's Trinity Sunday. And to be honest with you, I had a lot of trouble preparing this message. Um, Psalm 8.1 says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. There are times in our Christian walk where we encounter God in a different way. We encounter God in a new way. It's happened to me in prayer. It's happened to me in worship. It's happened to me in fasting. And then it just recently happened to me this last week. I don't know if you guys know, but... Uh, let me say. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know, but my, uh, we had to leave on Wednesday, emergency run to Washington. Um, my wife's best friend was on her last breath. And uh, it was a difficult time to see my wife like that. But our God is good. Our God is powerful. Our God is amazing. I got to see how God uses his people how he uses his creation. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I got to see how God uses the people he created to bring about peace, to bring about reconciliation, to bring about joy, to bring about his goodness, to bring about hope. How he uses the difficult things in life to bring blessings upon people. How he uses us and our difficult things to uh, build character and how he gives us hope. And hope does not disappoint because we know there's more to this life than what we have here and now. We went to Washington and uh, Erica got to see her, her friend from childhood, her best friend, who had cancer for two years. And uh, it was it's just an amazing story. And I, God is powerful in ways that I could never imagine. Uh, when Erica became a Christian, she invited her friend to church at some point, and she became a Christian with her. And then we hear the news, so we, we fly out to Washington, and I saw God at work. We got to worship with Erica's friend. We got to pray for her. Erica read her scripture, and we took communion with her. And we blessed her. And some beautiful words were exchanged. And I saw how God uses the difficult things of this world to bring about his goodness. And it shook me up. It shook me up. 
So our God is a good God, and this life is not the only one that there is. There's more than the here and the now. And we will rejoice in the fullness of the glory of God. And we will see each other praising our Lord because God is good. And then to finish things off for this week, I mean, it's been a crazy week for me. Um, this morning I got a text message and my sister had her baby. So now I'm an uncle. <laughs> you know. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you love us. Thank you, God, for uh, being here for us. God, you're good. How majestic is your name in all the earth. All right. So, um, give me a second, guys. <clears throat> so this week, uh, sorry, a few weeks ago, I'm going I'm to move on a little bit. A few weeks ago, my wife and I were at dinner with some friends, and we're, so let's say, let's say our friend's name is John. So I'm at dinner with John and my wife and a few other friends. And John is telling us a story uh, about a conversation he had with some non-Christian friends. And I'm sure everybody here has had those experiences. You're talking to a non-Christian friend. So he's talking to them and he's telling them what he believes. And then he goes on and he asks, well, what do you, what do you believe about God? And so the person said something along the lines of this. They say, well, I think we, you know, we create our own destiny. We create our own future. And uh, in essence, you know, we're all gods. We're all our own god. Now, I'm not here to make fun of anybody. Um, but I, I do want to present the truth. I do want to present the gospel. I obviously don't agree with that statement. Some of you might hear that statement and you'll be like, that sounds really odd. And some of you maybe have heard that statement. We create our own destiny. We are our own gods. Now, looking and thinking about that idea, I want to look at myself first. If I was 17 years old and somebody told me, Edgar, you are a god, I'd be like, well, I am pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm four-year varsity, great athlete, smarter than most of the people my age, I know. But... <laughs> Gonna go on a soccer scholarship kind of thing. But as you get older, life experiences happen. And then I'm thinking now, I was like, oh, Edgar, you're a God. And be like, yo, if that's true, I'm a terrible God. You don't want me to be God. I, I go to the gas station. I can't even change the price at the gas station, y'all. I can't buy a house in California. The other day, just a few weeks ago, I was playing soccer and I rolled my ankle. Now I can't play sports for a few weeks, and it's heartbreaking to me. What kind of God am I where I can't even control rolling of my ankle, y'all? I make a terrible God. Terrible God. Can't stop wars in certain places. I mean, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying don't do things, don't take action, but I make a terrible God. And on top of that, like if I look at this idea further, if anybody holds this belief, we are all gods. Here's the bigger problem that I see. And I got this from G.K. Chesterton. Um, St. Andrews, think of somebody in recent memory who has done something that is evil, something that is terrible. You got that person in your brain? Think of somebody in recent memory who you would say, 
That was evil. That's bad. You got it? You got it? Okay. If we believe that we are all gods, the person who believes that has to admit that such person who committed such atrocities is a god. I can't do that. I'm not doing that. And it's not true. And I guess the easiest, the easiest name to just drop would be, well, is Hitler a god then? Stalin a god? Right? No, they're not. And then what happens when two gods collide? Who's right? So this idea falls short. And lastly, of course, what happens when we pass? Am I still a god after I pass? This idea falls short. Years ago, I was uh, living in New Mexico. I was in college, and I was going to drive from New Mexico to Texas. And a few of my friends were like, they live there in Texas too. So they're like, hey, let's carpool. We're going. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we're doing about a 10 to 11-hour drive. And in that car, there's one of the people there who is an agnostic slash atheist. And we start having a conversation. He knows I'm a Christian. And he tells me about his beliefs. And then he starts telling me about his doubts in atheism. He tells me this story that maybe you've heard before. He's like, you know, here are my doubts. Here's why there might be a God. He says, when I look at a watch, when I look at a watch, the watch didn't just create itself. Somebody made that watch. So this is why I have, I have doubts. It's the age-old question of like, where did everything come from? Did nothing create nothing or did something create something? I am of the belief that someone created something. Nothing comes from nothing. Someone created something. And I believe that the eternal God, the uncreated God, is the one who created all of the universe. But he held the belief that everything is just basically nature. He held a naturalistic, a naturalism point of view. And this is basically, naturalism is basically the belief that everything in the cosmos it's a product of the physical stuff of nature. In other words, there is no God. There is no spiritual. There is no um, supernatural. For him, we are simply a product of time and chance in the laws of nature. What does this mean if we're just atoms? You and I are just a product of chance. And this philosopher named Bertrand Russell said this, Man is the product of causes which had no provision of the end they were achieving, that his origin, his growth, his hopes and fears, his loves and his beliefs are but the outcome of accidental collocations of atoms, that no fire, no heroism, no intensity of thought and feeling no, can preserve an individual life beyond the grave, that all the labors of the ages all the devotion, all the inspiration, all the noonday brightness of human genius are destined to extinction, extinction in the vast death of the solar system and that the whole temple of man's achievement must inevitably be buried beneath the debris of a universe in ruins, in ruins. All these things, if not quite beyond dispute, are yet, are yet so nearly certain that no philosophy which rejects them can hope to stand. Only within the scaffolding of these truths, only on the firm foundation of unyielding despair, can the soul's habitation henceforth be safely built. Did you guys hear that? Accidental, accidental collocations of atoms, destined to extinction, extinction, 
unyielding despair. Richard Dawkins, scientist. The universe we observe has precisely the properties we should expect if there is at bottom no design, no purpose, no evil, and no good. Nothing but blind, pitiless indifference. DNA neither knows nor cares. DNA just is, and we dance to its music. So according to this belief, there is actually no ultimate meaning. We are accidental atoms. We are destined to extinction. Whether you are a good person or a bad person, whether you're a serial killer or you're a saint, which, what is good and bad if, we, if everything we are is just atoms? And how can we trust the thoughts if they're just the result of chemical and physical processes operating in our brain? In the end, this belief, nothing matters. We are nothing. But from the Christian understanding, O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We believe that there is a God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth and that you do have purpose, that in him we have purpose. And this God is a God of community. And the God of community desires for us to be in community with him that we may be blessed through him, that we may be saved through him, that we may have life through him. In God, we have purpose. What you do matters. The things that you do every day, the people you pray for, the people you care for, the plants and the animals that you take care of, they have purpose because they bring glory to God. We believe in the God who is the creator of heaven and earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. In this passage, the word Lord here, the first one, is actually the name of God. Yahweh. I am who I am. The cool thing about this is our God is a God who decided to reveal who he is to his people. A God who decides to reveal who he is is a God who we can have relationship with. He is a God we can know. He is a God who we can have deep, intimate, personal, fulfilling relationship with. He is a God who hears you. He is a God who speaks to us. And he wants us to be in relationship with him. Now, who is this God? He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons in one, three persons, one essence, three persons, one nature. And we see it in the scriptures, the Trinity. We see when Jesus is being baptized, he comes out of the water. water. The Father is speaking. The Holy Spirit is descending like a dove. We see when we are supposed to be baptized, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We see in Genesis 1 in the creation story, in the beginning, God. And we see the Spirit of God hovering over the waters. And we see God spoke. And there is Jesus. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our God is a God of community. And out of his community, out of his community, he created the heavens and the earth. And he wants us to participate with him in his creation, given us purpose to Glorify his name in our thoughts and in our actions. 
How majestic is your name in all the earth? The earth proclaims the glory of God. Now, I've said this before here at church, and I, and I look, I honestly, this is one of my favorite things in life. One of my favorite things in life is easily going out into nature and seeing the glory of God. The heavens, the earth proclaim the glory of God. And I know people here. I mean, I can, actually, I want to do, uh, let's just raise our hands. How many people here have been out somewhere and just been amazed by how amazing God is in his creation. There we go, guys. That's a story to share. Don't forget to share that. Matter of fact, this week, put your stuff down, put your cell phone down, turn off the TV, go out in nature and be amazed by God because he is good. So um, I saw Mount Rainier for the first time just recently. Took my breath away. Uh, some of you have been to Washington. I, I, I love nature. I love looking at it and being amazed about how God is. I actually have a video. I've talked about this place before. I made this video years ago. I want you to see it. For me, it is a, uh, I've seen tons of places, but for me, this one is one of those that's like, wow, this is awesome. So this is a place in, uh, in at the border of Brazil in Argentina. It's called uh, Iguazu Falls. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Tons of waterfalls in one location. There is some Spanish speaking. There's also some English speaking. All I'm saying is this is the place I'm at. So you got that video? Let's. Hola a todos. Aquí estamos en las cataratas de Iguazú. El lado brasileño es un lugar precioso. It's an incredible place. It's beautiful. I love this this place, man. Guys, God is amazing. God's creation is amazing, y'all. He's so powerful. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And I know you guys have a story like that. And the psalmist continues. He says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? So it's not just the earth, it's also up in the sky. Maybe you were driving to Arizona, I don't know. Maybe you were up in the mountains in California, outside of the city, and you look up at the sky and you say, this place is bigger than I could ever imagine. And you had a moment of realizing how small you actually are. I know that I've had that moment. And so you ask the question, what am I? Who am I? Do I matter? Psalmist says, what is man that you're mindful of him? That's a fair question. This actually reminds me of a story when I was in high school. Um, I was hanging out in my best friend's room. We were just chatting up, and his dad comes in, and he starts talking to us. And look, I look at my life and I realize, yo, there's a lot of conversations about God that I've had with people. And I'm sure you guys have had it too. People actually have these questions. And I wasn't a Christian at this time. And so my friend's dad comes in, we start chatting up, and he, and he asks me, he starts talking about God, and he asks me, well, what do you believe? At this stage in my life, I was a freshman, sophomore, I don't really remember what I said, but I remember what he said. And he said, yeah, I believe in God. But I don't think he listens to our prayers. I don't think he cares about us. And I was like, okay. I didn't know what to say. I was 
didn't really understand a lot of things at that time. But there are people out there who believe that. God doesn't listen to us. Look at this world. Why would he care about me? Earlier I spoke about people who believe that we're gods and why that falls short. And then I spoke about people who believe that there is no God and everything is just, we're just atoms and there is no purpose. When we pass, there's nothing. Our thoughts, our actions, our good actions, our bad actions, whatever they are, don't matter. And here you have a person who believes, well, there is a God, but he doesn't care about me. But God does care about you. God does care about you. Our God is a triune God. He is a God of community. And our God of community, in his community, created us. And he created you and me in his image. And he created us to be like him in the sense that we do the things that he does which is be in community, to be in community with one another. First and foremost, to be in community with God. But we have forgotten what that's like. We live, we live in a world of false reality where the friends that we have aren't actually our friends. We're extremely lonely. We're extremely depressed. We're anxious. We're hurting. And we don't know why. And we forget that God calls us to be in community with one another, physically present, physically talking. There are people who don't know how to have a conversation today or haven't had a conversation now in years, face-to-face with people. Our God is a God that calls us to be in community with one another. And he calls us to be in community with him first and foremost. With God, you have purpose. And he created you And he created this world that we may take care of what he has created. And to take care of what he has created is to take care of one another, to take care of the animals, of the plants, of all of his creation. Here's what the psalm says. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. If you have the question of, do I have purpose in this life, you do. We have purpose in God. We have eternal purpose in God. And I like to talk about this because we talk about God being a God of love, and that is 100% true. But there is a difference in God love and earthly love. If we just love that the, world, the way the world calls us to love, it is not an eternal love. It is a resounding gong. It is a clanging symbol. We're following the ways that are not of God. We're making gods of ourselves. But if we love the way that God calls us to love, choosing him first, obeying everything that he has commanded, obeying him, which is hard for a lot of us in this day and age. Living out the truth, living out what God has called us to do, then that is an eternal purpose, an eternal action, an eternal love in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. So, once again, the things you do, the people you hug, the people you pray for, the difficult times that you have, 
the plants, the animals, your actions, they matter. They bring glory to the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. And we have hope. And hope does not disappoint because there's eternal glory with our Lord and Savior where there will be no more mourning, no more weeping, no more crying or shame, but we will be in the presence of the creator God in the fullness. And we can enjoy his goodness here on earth, blessing him, realizing that we have purpose and whatever happens in this life, there is hope. So to finish up this message, I just want to challenge you this week once again. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How big, how wonderful, how great, how amazing. Take the time this week to put your phone away, turn off your TV, turn off your computer, your laptop, whatever you have. Go out somewhere, spend time in worship, looking at God's creation. Maybe write it down. Or just sit there and praise God. Realize how much he actually loves you, even though we are very, very small in comparison to how big and wonderful he is. In God, we have purpose. And praise God, for he is good. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love. Lord, I pray that you... Help us realize how amazing, how wonderful, how great, how excellent, how big you truly are. You are the creator God of the heavens and the earth. In you we have purpose. In you we have life. Lord God, we serve you. We give you all our struggles. And may we rejoice in you for all days of our life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.